Welcome to Joke Workshop. How is everybody doing out there? I would do a set, but it's super fucking awkward to do it from behind you all. So let's just get started. Our first comic, this dude is fucking hilarious. Uh, you can see him all over. Please welcome Arjun Banerjee. Oh, fuck. Are we doing comedy now? Hell yeah, guys. What's up? Now it's like we're all hanging out except there's like a story time. You know, we're all taking turns talking to each other, but it's still very much the same as it was when we were all hanging out outside. You know what I mean? But here's me doing a bit. <laughs> okay. You guys ready for the bit? Yeah. Hell yeah, dude. Okay. Okay. There. My voice recorder is on, so now I can do my joke. All right. Now. Now. Okay. So, you know, a lot of... A lot of white dudes, they're into like Asian people and they say they have yellow fever. But I don't know if you know this, but there are a lot of Indian dudes who are really into white girls. And I say they have the common cold. Because white people are everywhere. It's, why would you be into white people? And then I would transfer to another joke, which I tell all the time, so I'm not going to. I, uh, I don't know if you guys can tell, but I, uh, I, uh, I, uh, I don't go to the gym. I don't, uh, I don't go to the gym because I want something to change uh, when someone breaks up with me. You know, I gotta, I don't know if you've ever been broken up with, but your friends are all like, oh, just work on yourself. And then you're like, what does that mean? And they say, go to the gym. And then that's it. <laughs> that's the only advice they have. So what if you're already working out? What do you do, fix your personality? Who's ever done that? No one's... <laughs> Who's ever been like, ooh, I'm an asshole. Now let's not be an asshole. You think fucking Hitler did that? No. I don't know why I brought him up. <laughs> not, an, not, a, not an icon. You know, not, a, not a role model. Actually, you know what? You know what? I bet Hitler did change his personality because he wasn't a murderous dictator as a kid. No one was. I mean, I was. I explained the extermination of Eskimos. That was my thing. Did you guys know that? Okay, that wasn't... Um, don't comment on that. Just let it... Let it <laughs> Let it sit. If you guys are like, well, when you said you wanted to kill all the Eskimos, that was weird. I know. I'm not going to ever say it again. I mean, I might. I'll say it in my dream journal. You know what I mean? Hell yeah. Hell yeah. You know what I fucking mean? Anyways, I don't know. You know who are disgusting? Short men. Anyways, I, uh, just putting that out there. Don't have a joke about it. I, you ever get so lonely you consider joining a church? You know, you're like, I don't know if God exists. My friends definitely don't. <laughs> like, do I hear God's calling? Maybe, but I definitely don't hear my friends calling. Huh? Ah, see, it's the same punchline twice. <laughs> Boom, but with different words. But same, exact same premise. Maybe I shouldn't do that. You know what I mean? I love it. I love doing stand-up. Stand-up is such a goddamn privilege. I, uh, I don't think that white people deserve to feel white guilt. Like, I don't believe that I do deserve... I, whoop, I, I don't believe, I'm gonna start again. Hey guys, uh, what's up? Oh my God, it's so great to be here. I don't believe that white people deserve to feel white guilt, but I do believe they deserve to wear sunscreen. I, uh, you know, like I, uh, like I don't think that like they should punish themselves, but like God should send his rays to boil their skin or whatever. I don't know how that works. Like it, it amazes me that white people conquered the earth even though the sun literally burns them. <laughs> you know, like, I wish I could just tell my ancestors, like, hey, 
go outside. They can't follow you there. Like, it's, it's a protected zone. They get like, ah, it's like vampires. You know what I mean? Stab them through the heart. That'd be my second advice. Anyways, okay. Well, give it up for Arjun. All right, we're opening it up for comments. Let's hope these microphones work. Please talk into one with your comments. So you're like talking about going to church, but like you didn't paint a picture of yourself at church with these new friends. Like, are you like talking about how sec like homosexuality is wrong? Are you eating potato salad? Like, what are you doing with these friends at church? Keep recording. <laughs> that was funny, what, Max? Was was that like all one bit or was it? What? Oh uh, no. Okay, <laughs> that, that was several bits, right? Yeah, it was just a bunch of random jokes. Okay, I thought you were one. going to do one bit. Anyway, that, I really liked it. You were talking about um, like you know going to church and stuff, and you're bi, so like aren't you kind of selling I'm yourself? Out? Oh, oh, you are? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay, I didn't know that. <laughs> Don't applaud for that. What yeah, the? Yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry. I, so I thought weird. I was. I, I well, that's was that's even. Teen and you know. Oof. That's even. My bad. You know, I got booked on some shows I should not have been booked on. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I had to turn down. I've not been like, oh, I am sorry. You know. Because that's usually what other people say about me. Am I right? <laughs> I feel like it's even better though, because like you do that joke with church, so you kind of are saying, you know, like ah, when um, fuck it, yeah, that point is uh, that point doesn't work anymore, yeah. Also, I joined like a super woke church, like Unitarians, but just just putting that out there. That's not good for a joke, though. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I, that's a good point. Westboro Baptist Church. There. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think about like offending people as opposed to not offending people? <laughs> I'm so, you know what it means? What do you, yeah. Edgy. You know what? Hey, say the end. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Ah! Ah! See, that That's what you're supposed to do. That's what you're supposed to do. Hell yeah. Okay. Watch me drop some N bombs. No. <gasps> One of my earliest jokes. Oh my god. Okay. Yeah. Let's give it up for Arjun. All right. Your next comedian. Very funny, Jonah Pollock. I haven't been here in a minute. I'm glad to see Mutiny hasn't lost its character of asking for money and nobody giving it any money. That's fun. I like that the donation jar could easily be turned into a gravity bong in like five minutes. It's also very Mutiny. Uh, happy Monday, everybody. Uh, definitely social change is weird. Like... Growing up, everyone used to always talk about how like hot dogs were gross because they were made out of anus, and now everyone's into eating butt, and I never hear that again. <laughs> everyone is just on board with hot dogs implicitly. Um, people say that like San Francisco has no culture anymore, uh, which is sort of true. Well, it's not really true. It has a has a new type of culture, which is rich twenty five year olds hurtling dead homeless people on the way to work. 
which is a very, very original form of culture. Uh, it's definitely worth flying 8,000 miles to see. <laughs> now, you don't have to like send like photojournalists to go capture it in a war zone. It's just, it's right here, and then you can get a Starbucks afterwards. Um, uh, I told that joke to like, I was like, I had techies on board at Maggie McGarry's the other night, and then I told that joke and like instantly just lost them. <laughs> so they're like, no one wants to be told that they're hurtling dead homeless people. Uh, man. But uh, I guess there's like an empathy gap, uh, which like, you know, like uh, MDMA is going to be legal soon. Uh, I don't think it should be legal. I think it should be mandatory. <laughs> I think we should just replace college with sending people to Coachella. <laughs> and then they might be able to actually, you know, be citizens, uh, except for the shitty fashion. Uh Definitely should be a dress code at Coachella. Everyone should have to wear a collared shirt and dockers and sensible pair of shoes. Just because you're a good person doesn't mean you have to dress like an asshole. Um, no, that's not, I don't know, what, dress like a fucking, like a street musician? There's something there. Um, what else do I have that's new? Uh, well, this is kind of new. Uh, so when I moved out here, uh, my mom told me I was going to probably die in an earthquake. And I was like, yes, but there's an even better chance I'll be talking to you much less. Uh, that joke always bombs with mothers. Uh, man. I, I just, I'm glad to be, I, I missed failing at mutiny. I used to come here and fail all the time. Yeah, yeah doing great. Um, I need to write more new jokes. Uh, just do the old material? Yeah. No. <laughs> riff, 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 riff. Um, I, uh, like, I'm trying to, like, become, like, an adult, and it's very hard. Like, a real, like, a fully formed person. Like, growing up, like, it seems like being a parent just seems like a really inefficient prank where you build somebody up, and you build somebody up, and you build somebody up, and then at the last second, you're just like, none of your dreams will come true, uh, statistically speaking. <laughs> like, uh, I thought my dad was saying I could do anything, but it turns out a closer translation would be you might have to do anything. Uh... As I like, you know, like growing up, it's like you can be a fireman, you can be like an astronaut. I would, could, is there like an option to be something other than a human being? Like, can I just be something with like less emotional problems inherently built into the product? Um, all right, feedback. <laughs> <laughs> feedback. Clap it the fuck up. Time um, for feedback. Everything. Into the microphone. <laughs> uh, what is it that he told uh, your mother? My mother? Yeah. What about her? No, you told something in your bit about. Your oh yeah, yeah. She like tried How to you'd like tell to me I should move out here because earthquakes would kill me. Yeah, I'd like to hear what your mother told you after. Um, after you told her you didn't want to speak to her. It's kind of just been a lot of radio silence followed by occasional guilt tripping. <laughs> um, yeah. You were talking about um, the techies like jumping over homeless people. Um, you know, like San Francisco's on a lot of hills, and like you know, skateboarding is kind of like a thing where you go down a hill. So you maybe can like you know do something with that. I wouldn't know exactly how to word that, but you know what I mean. We're talking about like, like sk uh, how skate videos have like homeless they go, they people. Go, in no, them? they go uh, hill bombing. You know, where like they get a skateboard, they go down a hill like 100 miles an hour, maybe like line up a bunch of homeless people. Mm. I don't know. Yeah, something like that. So that makes me think of, wasn't that Clay Newman had that thing about a bear at the top of the hill and the homeless, like, crackhead at the bottom of the hill? And there's, like, you're in between a bear and a homeless person? Yeah, steal his joke. That's what I'm saying. Okay.
Was it? <laughs> All right, everything was just pure completion. Uh. <laughs> Maybe there's something to think about in like what would we do if there is an earthquake? Okay. Well, like I have like a placeholder bit where I've talked about like how I could become a doctor in the apocalypse because like I'm not smart enough for school, but I could just sort of like be like a shitty like frontier medicine person, like doing like stitches and stuff, and that got a big response a couple of times, and then like minimal response after that. But just something about just something, anything to paint the picture of after the earthquake. Or okay, is that it? All right. Woo! Yo, give it up for Jonah. Your next comedian is super fucking funny, and I want to steal her hair. Give it up for Natasha Vinick. You should steal it. My hairdresser just told me that I have the amount of hair on my head of two to four people. <laughs> it took seven hours to get it this blonde. <sighs> um, I have loads of allergies. I don't know if any folks have allergies or can relate to allergies, like the death kind of allergies, where I have an EpiPen in my purse all the time in case I eat a nut. It's so dumb because like, I eat like huge fucking burritos and I drink and I smoke and I do all this shitty stuff, but one nut, <laughs> one nut is a disaster. And I feel like the inside of my body is like uh, like the Titanic, like the whole staff of the Titanic, you know? I eat a nut and then everything goes to shit and they're all like, oh, working real, real hard down in there. And then afterwards, I imagine the manager of the whole staff talks to the dudes about like, what just happened, you know? And be like, why, uh, why did you make her throat close up when we uh, encountered that nut? And he'd be like, uh, so she wouldn't eat more nuts? Uh, <laughs> and he'd be like, okay, okay, uh, you, sir, why did you make her puff up and get real big when we encountered that nut? And he'd be like, uh, so she has padding in case she hits more nuts. <laughs> and then he'd go to the third guy and be like, why did you make all of her insides go outside when she encountered that nut? And he'd be like, because it was a fucking nut. And the whole crew um, basically is garbage in my body. My body's garbage, that's what I'm saying. I have a garbage body. I have a garbage body, yeah. Uh, I'm recently single. I told my ex I wouldn't talk about that on stage, but he has a new girlfriend so I can do what I want, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can do what I want. Uh, yeah, thank you. Uh, yeah, uh, so uh, being single, I just switched a series voice to a guy's um, because uh, I really miss asking a dude a question and getting a lot of irrelevant answers. You know what I'm talking about? Where you're like, hey, let's talk about intimacy. And they're like, you mean uh, the film Inception? <laughs> and then they tell you all the information they didn't give a shit about. Um, I come from Marin, uh, over the bridge. Uh, over there, uh, there are a lot of women who uh, are terrified of vaccinating their kids because they're worried it will cause autism, which is bullshit. Uh, my best friend just had a baby last week. So she's debating right now whether her kid should have polio or autism. Uh, which isn't a debate. <laughs> it's a difference between like a beautiful mind or somebody with polio, right? It's the difference between any of Benedict Cumberbatch's characters and someone with polio, right? It's a difference between like a guy I'd make out with and a guy with polio, am I right? <sighs> am I right? And uh, I uh, think any time traveler would be so angry if they came to our time, like a time travel 100 years ago, 200 years ago, comes to our time and they're like, well, you have, you have pizza that can get delivered anywhere? You have these electronic vehicles? You added electricity to cigarettes? You have the vaccine for polio? You have the vaccine for polio? You're not using it? Are you serious? 
Why? Because you're afraid they'll be too good at math? <laughs> Do you know how much we value math in our time period? Uh, afterwards, uh, apparently, I, I looked it up and, and people dueled with math back in the day. They had math duels. Uh, I just think it's stupid because these women are not going to vaccinate their kids, but if they do, and those kids do have Asperger's, which won't happen, but if they do, those kids will be able to read scientific materials a lot better than their moms could and figure out, like, hey, vaccines are worthwhile. (laughs) Fucking (sighs) best friends I have who are idiots. I love them. Uh, Am I... Okay, wait, wait, no, no, there's one more. That's, is that a goodbye? That's a goodbye? Okay, good. That's a goodbye. She's on the phone. Goodbye. <laughs> All right, let's hear some feedback. Uh, for the joke with the, the peanut one, it's, it's, it's very funny, but I, uh, um, when you say it's like the Titanic, I kind of just assume there's going to be like a crash, so if you just say like a ship, you know, you know, just like the crew of a ship, because when you say like Titanic is... Because when you say the crew of the Titanic, I assume they're all going to die, and then they don't. So it's like, makes more sense to like just do a regular ship. Good set, Lakasha. When you talked about having uh, four times as much hair as anybody else, I was really hoping you'd go into a bit about that. I thought that'd be interesting. And then um, with the uh, the autism thing, like, I really thought you were going to say like the dude who made the time machine was autistic. Like He's the reason I'm here, you know? Uh, uh, and uh, yeah. I think maybe there's something to be found in like the the lacking emotional capacity of a man that joke that you did like they don't think and there's more maybe like I don't know the shit they don't think about when you try to talk to them about sex or something I don't know just I don't know this might just be a minor thing but like uh, the thing about uh, the boyfriend being replaced with like the Siri voice uh, maybe you have like some sort of reference of what your ideal male Siri voice would sound like or something. I don't know if it has like a specific, if it's like a Keanu Reeves or like a gravelly voice or just something specific to like make it a character. Uh, how comfortable do you feel with the polio and Asperger's jokes? Yeah, good, good, good. Let, let, I think for just a, a small thing of stage, just like stage delivery wise, I think if there was like more direct eye contact with us and we felt that you were really comfortable with it, it wouldn't feel as if, uh, oh, is she going to say something uncomfortable or something about like vaccinations or polio? I think that, that uh, the timing of that would have would have worked really well. I should make direct eye contact during my Asperger's day? No. Yeah, yeah, d- yeah, exactly, yeah. Because I felt, I, I don't know how you guys felt, I felt it was, you slightly, slightly shied away from it a little bit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just. I loved all the act outs. Um, I'd love to see an act out of a math duel. Of the math duel? I don't have any Siri boyfriend tags, but there probably are some really good ones. Give it up for Natasha. You guys, your next comedian. I hope you're excited to see him. Uh, he's funny. He can sing. He's got a face that belongs on television. Give it up for Max Eddie. I do have a face that belongs on television. I am white. Is that a... <laughs> 
There we go. Edge. All edge, baby. This is good. Uh, no, I actually, I have to work on a clean set for this weekend, so bear with me. I'm going to, I got to try out some new, like, clean stuff. Um, uh, I'm not a fan of the KKK. Not a fan. Not a fan of the KKK. But they are a Christian organization. They do one of the most Christian things I've ever heard of. That's burning crosses. You guys are on board. Okay, here we go. Crosses killed Jesus. <laughs> right? There we go. If they killed Jesus with a shotgun and someone was just burning shotguns, I'd be like, yeah, fuck shotguns. Okay, you guys are still. <sighs> That's a great idea, okay? That's uh, it's great. But like I'm saying, if something killed Jesus, I'd be cool with burning it. I'm fine with that. Like, we could burn Jews. I'm just saying we, they killed Jesus. Not like live Jews, though. Like, they're already dead. It's like, because it's, it's a symbolic thing. You know, it's a symbolic thing. It's good. Is that, is that PG-13? They said PG-13. <laughs> is your audience going to be Jewish? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there we go. Nah, I just... <laughs> yeah, dude. All of them. There we go. Turning 13, coming of age. Okay, I'll do real jokes. Okay, um, oh, I was at I was at Subway today, and uh, there was. Do, do you guys still fuck with sub, Subway? Does anyone? As a last resort. Honestly, yeah, that's kind of where I was. I. Um, it was kind of funny though. The Subway I went to, it just said it had a huge sign that just said "Under New Management" outside. It's like, dude, you're still Subway. Like, what what is the new management gonna bring to the table here? Like, oh, maybe we'll hire two workers to be there. Or like, maybe we'll do burgers. I don't care. Like, that's not funny, it's fine. This is all new. Uh, it's, it's all new. But uh, what else do I have? Oh, actually, some guy came into Subway. Uh, Subway has an app that you can order from, evidently. And some guy came into Subway complaining about the app. And he was super pissed off. He was just like, um, it says that I can order olives on here, like it, I should be able to order olives, but then you didn't put olives on my sandwich. Like, and they weren't showing up on the menu in the app. It's like, do you think this girl is just gonna be able to code this shit up right now? Like she's, like, she's a cashier and the CTO of Subway. Like that's, that's not how this works. I'll say that differently, it's a good idea, but it's, that's how it goes. You know, it's, it's joke workshop, baby. Woke jerk shop, more like it. <laughs> 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 you guys harmonized on that. Holy shit. <laughs> that was fun. No, the guy, the guy realized, though, um, I know you got, that's the first part wasn't funny, but pretend you're on board. Uh, the guy was, like, he realized he was angry when he was talking, though, and the, justif the justification he gave is he was, he was just like, I'm, I'm sorry about that. I was just a little hangry. He just, it's like, that's not an excuse. I also just hate the word hangry. Like, when I'm hungry, I'm angry. Those go together for me. Like, it just, like, I've never been, like, disappointed. I've never been like, oh, you know what? I haven't eaten in three days. That kind of sucks. <laughs> there we go. Chocolate James. That's good. Um, and no one's ever happy when they're hungry, right? But if, they, if someone were, then the word would just be happy. You just, uh, you just combine the words, dude. It's the same thing. Yeah, I, yeah, I got it. Uh, yeah, so I'd have to, that would be confusing too, because then I'd have to tell people like, oh, I'm happy, but like specifically I'm the happy where I'm also hungry, but I'm like feeling good about it, but it's not just regular happy. It's the same word, but it's, you know what I'm saying? I don't know if you can get that from context. I don't know. Um, I have another 
I was going to call Subway's lettuce green confetti. Uh, like they spray painted it green at some point. I don't know when, but um, that's, yeah, that's good. Okay, that's good. That's good. I, I delivered it with so much fervor that like everyone bought in. That's good. Okay, thanks. Does this one work? Does this one work? That one doesn't seem to work. Just yell it at him. I'm, I'm lazy. Um, okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I think the idea of, uh, you know, burning crosses being pro-Jesus is, I think that's just a really good joke. I, I mean, you could probably just leave it at that because... <laughs> The Jew. I mean, I I also like the idea of burning Jews being pro-Christian. <laughs> They're not. But okay, first again, of all, that's not. not that's not. Jews. I don't think They're that's going to work dead. for. A, I don't think that's going to work for a clean show. Personally, <laughs> I don't and, have a clean show. That was the bit. Oh. Was, oh. Hey. Oh. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I like that joke a lot. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Nice to, what, what if I work? said they're Jewish cadavers? Like, what if they're... So, I mean, at that point, yeah, no, you're kind good. of opening maybe like a can of worms where maybe you should just talk about the ways in which you could use other dead minorities to skirt offending live ones. Okay, good, good. Um, but also, like, if you're, if you're going to talk about Subway, like, I, you should build up the stakes that, like, some, Subway has somehow seriously harmed your life. Like... Yeah. Yeah, that's right. That sounds good. Uh, all right, quick question. Was that when we went to Subway? No, I no? went to Subway separately from that oh, too. Okay, I, I feel I feel sad now. All right. <laughs> <laughs> no. Is there advice, or did you just want to mention to people that we went to Subway together? Okay. Honestly, I just really wanted to fuck around with that joke. I don't think I'm actually. I don't think that joke's really me, but. Uh, yeah, I, that, that was fun, though. I'm glad we were all here for it. Okay, thanks, guys. All right, guys. Uh, your next comic, Rich, are you here? Yeah. Who's Rich? Rich, give it up for Rich Barney. Thank you. All right, what's going on, everybody? <clears throat> So yeah, so um, I'm 30, and I've been mostly single for most of my life, and so thank you. Thank you, wow. This, I love Mutiny. You guys are so supportive here. Um, and so you know what that means. That means that I am emotionally unavailable. Just kidding. No. What that means is that I've had a lot of roommates. Um, I've had some good roommates. I've had some bad roommates. And I've had one murderer roommate. Just one murderer roommate. Um, and God, living with a murderer roommate is terrible. He was such a fucking cock block. It was awful. Yeah, you'd bring a girl back and, you know, he's giving off sort of this, like, homicidal maniac vibe. It's really tough to get someone to suck your dick while there's a guy who, like, is giving off this energy that he'll, you know, I don't know, cut up his parents into tiny pieces and dissolve their bodies in acid. Not that that happened. That definitely happened. The, the trial date is September 10th. It's coming up. He did it last year. So not while I lived with him. Thanks. Yeah, cool. Um, there was one point in my life when I thought that I was going like, to kind of like skip over the roommate thing. I was going to move in with my girlfriend. Um, we had been dating for about a year and a half, and then she moved up to New York City. Um, and I was going to move in with her in New York, uh, but then I got you know, the text message and you know you, when you get the text message and you just know uh, so she, uh, she sent me this text message and she's like 
uh, hey, can I skip the, the our call tonight? I've got it. I'm gonna go to the Knicks game with Amir. And I was like, cool. Yeah, who's Amir? And she's like, oh, he's in a band. I was like, I love bands. What band is he in? And she said, The Roots. And I was like, cool. Which member of The Roots was that? Turns out it was Questlove. <laughs> yeah. Cool. <laughs> I love The Roots. <laughs> so. I didn't move to New York. I moved here to San Francisco. This beautiful, beautiful city. Um, you know, and one of the things I love about San Francisco is just how you know progressive it is. I, I've, I'm surprised at the, the number of people here who go to sex parties. Do you guys know people who go to sex parties? Anyone here go to a sex party? No. No? no? Yeah. None of you look like you go to sex parties. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, yeah, 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 fuck, fuck you, this entire audience. That's certainly not true. <laughs> that, that's certainly not true, man in a, like, what is that, a suede shirt? <laughs> okay, okay, it's like, a, it's like a faux leather shirt. All right, cool. Um, well, well, I, I, just, I think that if I were invited to a sex party, I would just kind of go straight for the snack table. Just. I love cheese puffs. <laughs> All right, thanks, guys. Yo, I think there's uh, a lot more you could go. Did your roommate really kill somebody? His parents? Yeah, yeah, he did. Yo, was that when Joel you? Joel Guy Jr. Was that when you were living with him that he killed them? No, no. He, yeah, the FBI got him. He got caught while you were living with him. Yeah, yeah, dead serious. It's not a bit. Yo, like you should fucking go in on that shit more. Like, how the f did he not seem weird during the interview? Oh no, 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 like I was assigned him in college. Oh, that was your college roommate. Yeah, college roommate. Oh shit. Yeah, I was I was afraid to like tell anyone or like he was creeping me out a lot, but I didn't want to say anything because I was afraid he would murder me. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's very very scary, dude. Um, check him out online. His face is all fucked up now too. I think he got beat up in prison. Sure. That does happen. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he's in Knoxville Federal Penitentiary. How do you say that word? Penitentiary. We're gonna we're gonna keep moving. We're gonna keep moving. Your that was really funny, and a lot of funny like that was really like a lot of funny stuff seems to like happen to you too. So like that was really good. And like wait, did Questlove actually fuck your ex your girlfriend? Well, you know we don't know all the details on that. Like we don't know. Yeah, that's so funny. Oh, uh, I think it's hilarious. And the, and the part where you just like licked your how long have you been doing stand up? Mm, like. Four months? You're really good for four oh, months. Oh, thanks. Like, like, I was trash, and so was he at four months. <laughs> but that's so good. If I were that good at four months, yeah, you should keep doing stand-up. Thank you. Right. Wow, I've been feeling like trash lately. So That was new. I've never done either of those. Well, no, not like that, but... So the fact that this was your assigned freshman roommate uh, is a murderer, that's like something you should tap into because like anyone who's had a roommate in college has wanted to murder them. So you should sort of talk about how like it's a mirror or I don't know, 
any number of reasons he could have legitimately wanted to murder you because of how you were as a roommate or something. I just feel like definitely tap into the natural dynamic that people who are roommates want to murder each other. And then also, like, if you're going to talk about being emotionally unavailable, you should also, like, unpack that. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> cool. No, I agree. Yeah. I, I thought that was a terrible setup at the top. Yeah, I, cu- I couldn't tell that you were serious about him having killed his parents. Mm. Um, so, because you were like, it's tough to get your dick sucked when someone's putting off vibes like they're gonna, like they would kill their parents and dip them in acid. And you'd be like, that's because he actually did kill his parents and dip them in acid. I, I don't know, like the way you said, the yeah. way you had set it up, I didn't. Know I feel you like were. when I've done this joke before, like everyone's like, oh, I'm not okay. I like my mom and dad. People should be okay with it. Yeah, I agree that people should be okay with it. Yeah. That's all I was going to say, too, is that because it is a real story, if you gave us some of those helpful details that we learned actually in the feedback, uh, I know you don't have a lot of time. You had like four minutes to get through some stuff you wanted to work on, but I agree. Like, that's that's a wild story, and you have a lot of funny things to say about it. So if we knew some of those details, that would really hit, I think. All right, cool. Yeah, like you, um, you are a white male without hair, and I feel like the FBI probably... <laughs> went to you first before <laughs> you know yeah that's fair yeah I've, I, other times i've done that joke it's been like uh it's like guys i know it's i'm white it wasn't me i didn't kill anyone wait what's wrong about white men with no hair <laughs> um, i'd say I, I found the sex party premise really funny like who goes to sex parties like techies like who's you know i don't know i, I think it's a strong i'm idea. fascinated by it i like Good-looking people, and then like yeah. I feel like one no. bad-looking person. No, hideous. No. <laughs> I think I think one good-looking person is invited yeah. by a bunch of uggos. Yeah. Like you could say like who like have you ever seen like a, a healthy person at a buffet? Like sex parties are like a buffet, and buffets are gross. So. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Cool. Thanks. Give it up. Give the fuck up. That was great, dude. Keep going. Uh, your next comic uh, has been hosting. Oh my God! Here she is, Annette Mullaney. <laughs> oh, bye, you fuckers. Hey guys. Uh, yeah. So you inspired me to talk about sex parties, because um, I know how unattractive I'm getting when I get invited to them. Uh, the thing about like, if you're an attractive person, a bar is a sex party. Like, you don't need schedules. You don't need to have set up a doodle in order to bang strangers. That's for the awkward and absolutely terrible. Uh, I know this because every time I've been invited to a sex party, it's been by people I never want to be naked with. Um, They do have snack tables, though. They have two rooms. One room is for gross sex, and the other is for gross sweaty cheese. It's... uh, (laughs) It's beautiful, you guys. Human sexuality is a beautiful, beautiful thing. Um, who works a nine to five? Woo! Yeah. Uh, two, people. two people, three people. Um, I'm working my nine to five. Well, working's a bit of an exaggeration. I am occupying space at my nine to five. Luckily, that seems to be the attribute in which they are most interested. Um, I am the only woman on my engineering team. That seems to be sufficient. (laughs) Uh, I highly recommend it, you guys. Like, I know women in engineering, we're supposed to want to lean in. We're supposed to push hard. Uh, It turns out you can just fucking chill. 
Like you can just lean on shit. You don't really have to work that hard if you're just happy to be the token. Um, I found out like, you know what? Speak up in a meeting. No one's going to listen to you anyways. Now I spend the entire time on my phone and I've gotten just as far as I would trying hard. Uh, highly, highly recommend it. Um, hmm, I feel like that used to have jokes in it. Apparently no more. Uh, let's see. Does anybody have a good cult to recommend? <laughs> anybody? Which one? R. Kelly? Oh, I hadn't even thought about that. Personal cults. That's a good one. I'll put that on the list. I'm exploring cults recently. Uh, I want some answers in my life. I'm ready to get them. Because, uh, like, everyone, who do you know that's the happiest people in your life? It's all people in cults. Like, whether they've bought into tech actually changing the world for the better uh, or CrossFit, they're the happiest people. Uh, they're boring to talk to. Uh, they have no interest outside of the cult, and my God, are they fucking smiling. I want that. I already alienate people. I might as well be happy with it. Um, I do have a couple questions for my potential cult, though. Uh, like some stipulations. I'm not going to join any old cult. I'm a discerning woman, a woman of taste and culture. Uh, number one, what's the outfit situation? Right? I'm not joining a cult where we have to wear an orange jumpsuit, anything monochromatic. Uh, one, white people shouldn't wear orange or yellow. Uh, it's not a good color for pale, pale skin. Um, number two question, how much sexual assault <laughs> do I gotta put up with? Because I'm not saying it has to be zero. <laughs> right? I believe it was Eli Weissel that said, man can bear anything as long as there is a worthy purpose. So I'm willing to put up with a little sexual assault. If I get answers to life and a happiness, like you also got to think the status quo, like my cost benefit analysis here, real world is not zero sexual assault right now. So if I can get the same sexual assault, but with a little bit of happiness, that's a, that's a trade off I'm willing to make. Um, that's why I'm joining one taste, the, uh, the lady diddling cult in San Francisco. I uh, would, yes, it, uh, I would go into that, but my time's up. Uh, that's a real fucking cult, you guys. It's devoted to diddling ladies. They have a storefront on market. I know I should just have talked about that because that shit's insane. Uh, I know someone who was forced into a marriage by them. It's a fucking weird-ass cult, but it was started by a lady. We're starting cults now, ladies. Oh, I'm so excited. Equality. Equality. Uh, all right, thank you so much. Give me some feedback. I feel like the sexual assault part with the cults, if you get very specific, you know, like maybe if the head guy just sucked your feet a little bit or like something fucking really weird, you know, like you can put up with that. But yeah, I don't know. Pay for that shit. <laughs> just, just come up to the microphone if you want to talk. I mean, I don't know how comfortable I feel about telling a woman in tech about how to make a joke about being a woman in tech, you know? <laughs> Some. That's sad. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I guess it is. But I think that the, the, the sex party premise has probably also a lot more in it. I just really like the premise and the fact that um, I think what you're doing there is just saying, yeah, I never, you know, hot people never go to sex parties or something. And I think that's straightforward and we could do maybe more with that. I don't know. 
Yeah, that made me think of a point that I like that as well. If you built up to um, what's happened to you lately that makes you unattractive or that you feel unattractive, then like I knew it the day that Daryl at fucking accounting invited me to a sex party. That's when I knew I hit a new low. And maybe you could relate that also to like nudist colonies because we all, we all know like attractive, it's not full of attractive people. It's full of people that have, you know, been through cancer and have one nipple and, you know. Yeah, those cancer survivors need somebody reminding them. <laughs> yeah, cancer's hilarious. Um, I, when you were talking, I was, uh, kind of thinking about uber and like the man culture that is in tech and like all of the crazy shit that was reported to have been going on at uber like before they had to revoke all of the people Mm -hmm. and so i was thinking maybe you could do like a ladies version where it's like you guys just abandon all of your responsibilities and you go in the back and do like some funny lady shit maybe like you have a period party or something (laughs) that sounded weird but like it's a good idea uh, yeah, I feel like I'd like to hear a lot more about like you being in tech with a lot of dudes, like how dumb they are for just like not caring that you're not doing anything, you know, mm-hmm. and like what different meetings are like or different parts of the workday are like uh, with you not giving a shit. Yeah. Okay. That's cool. Today I pitched that we should use our software and sell it to the Chinese government to surveil people and they, they just laughed. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this will be perfect for an authoritarian government. And they went, ha ha, don't say that. <laughs> and I'm like, all oh, right, plausible deniability. Uh, That's funny. <laughs> I don't think I'm allowed to say that, though. I think this probably shouldn't be recorded. <laughs> all right, you guys ready for your next comic? <laughs> Super excited to see this dude. Uh, Dan, you're here? Dan, guys, get ready for Dan Britton. Did I really need that sound effect? <laughs> like yeah. someone looks at me, it's like, you look like a machine gun guy. <laughs> What's going on, San Francisco? <laughs> so I got off of BART today, and uh, there was this guy selling drugs. So I went over to the uh, cop there, because they have cops at every station, and I was quiet. I was like, hey, officer, I don't want to make a big deal of the scene or anything, but this guy right over here in the yellow shirt selling drugs, the cop went, so? (laughs) I was like, so you should give a shit, man. So you're the guy who's supposed to make sure that no one's selling shit. Why am I explaining the basic fundamental things of your job? Policeman, drug dealer, (laughs) action. (laughs) I see, there are so many drug addicts in this fucking town. They don't get arrested. (laughs) I feel like the beginning of that applause was like, yeah, there are a lot of drug addicts. And then others were like, yeah, drugs. This is like the front line of the drug war, but it's like we're on the other side. <laughs> there are so many drug addicts, and you know, nobody in the world is more expe- like more expressive than a junkie. 
it makes an introverted depressive really jealous how someone can just walk down the street and tell everyone their problems. Like, you want to sit here playing games? That was my motherfucking ice cream cone. <laughs> it makes sense to them, if not the rest of us. You know? I'm always surprised, or rather interested, to see the shit that like homeless people do have. Because like, you see them pushing their carts full of stuff, and it's like they don't have basic fundamental human shit. But they, I'm like, bro, why do you have a waffle iron? You don't have anywhere to plug it in. <laughs> you don't even have a place to mix the batter. <laughs> You want to play games? That was my motherfucking fishing pole. Why do you have a fishing pole? <laughs> you don't even, you can't even afford bait. <laughs> it's a good thing that this is a feedback, Mike. <laughs> uh, oh, homeless people always yell shit that like, they always yell problems like at other people they'll just yell openly in the air like accusing other people of things that's like only their fault like i saw a meth head the other day she was like screaming like if i ever see the tooth fairy again i'm gonna kick that motherfucker's ass for stealing all my teeth it's like girl you smoked your teeth the fuck away you only have yourself to blame um ba -ba 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 -ba. <laughs> you ever see like a homeless guy with one of those carts totally filled walking down the street singing like, I got 99 items, but soap ain't one. <laughs> I heard a woman on Caltrain once. This was early in the morning. She was cracked out or something. She was screaming. She had some teddy bears sitting across from her that she collected. She was screaming at these teddy bears like, you don't shove things up people's ass, ruin their body, and damage the sanctity of their soul. The teddy bears were being total assholes about it, man. Just sitting there with a big smile on their face. <laughs> My name's Dan Britton. Thank you. Give it up for the narc. <laughs> Yo, that's um, it's a lot of homeless material. Uh, and mm. <laughs> All right, I just think like like a you got to try to think of like a different angle to come at it cuz just like I don't know if there's much new stuff in making fun of things that like homeless people yell unless it's like particularly weird or particularly apt. Like if it's just like homeless people yell crazy things, I feel like that's kind of I don't really, you know, what where is that going or like what is the joke just like homeless people are unmedicated like you, you know what I mean uh, but I guess maybe think about what angle or like what's the funny thing you're trying to get at in that um, the very first time I saw you in like a long ass time you know at um, El Prado you were wearing suspenders and now you're dressed like that with glasses like I feel like it's really important you should say that like you look like the only guy to be pissed off at a drug deal in San Francisco you know and that's yeah um, yeah, do you address why you're like kind of a snitch at all in there? <laughs> like, like, why, like why are you? Obviously I gave off the wrong vibes, but like I work down on Mission Street. Yeah. And it's literally, it's like where they congregate. And I right. walk outside of work and I see people doing heroin 
every day, smoking crack every day. Right. And it's like no one else gives a shit about these people destroying themselves. Right. Okay. That's. I mean, that's that's not a bad bit if you have some jokes in it. Yeah. I, w- <laughs> I, w- yeah. <laughs> I, I was going to say that if you, like, I think if you came from it from, like, that angle that nobody gives a shit is more of an empathetic frame that might yeah. work a little bit better. Because um, right now you're just kind of like, crazy people are crazy. Um, like, and that was saying. Um, and then I think also you kind of, like, did this other, this character of the homeless guy. And you, you threw out a bunch of, like, interesting little tidbits. Like, I think, like, the waffle iron thing is, like, the most funny thing. Um, and like, if you kind of just like stick and really go into one of those things or like all of this is one person, it makes it a little bit more coherent. I think one of the things that you have as a comic, which is, which really stands out is your intensity on stage and you should use that more. No, I agree with all that. That was really good. I, I liked the, the beginning uh, where you opened up with, like, he's doing drugs. And I think that um, explaining to us, like, you're a police officer. You're supposed to do things. If you cut to the chase, be like, uh, drugs in action, police officer, go. You know, that I think jumping right to that would have been good. And then going into the explanation of, like, why is no one helping these people? And uh, for the homeless thing, yeah, I know you're working on a lot of those uh, today, what if what if this homeless person said something really, really astute and really <laughs> like like oh my god, you know like you know like the reason all these bad things are happening in the world is because people don't raise their kids right, and you have to love them and give them hugs. And you're like, what's this crazy ass lady said? Oh, you know, uh, if, if there was a misdirect there, we would be with you like closer. Because I agree, it's it's hard to keep saying uh, homeless people say crazy things because we know. Yeah, I feel like there was just uh, like I didn't get a sense of empathy for homeless people. It just seemed like anger at them, which came across weird to me. So maybe if you actually do have empathy for them and you're angry about the fact that we as a society are neglecting them, then that should come across more in your act than just like, you know, like fuck these drug addicts. Yeah, and I think that's what, what the first joke was much better because you're angry at the cop because that's what his job was to do, right. but it's hard to be angry at the homeless guy because he just got problems, right? right. Yeah, good job. And I just, you're going to have trouble doing snitch jokes. People don't like narcs, just in general, in this city, just to let you know. Uh, you guys, your next comic, one name, he's like Cher, but much more masculine. Give it up for Bo. What's going on, everybody? How you doing? All uh, five of you still left. I like how like half the people leave. Like, already got my feedback. Fuck you guys. Thanks. That's nice. Yeah. A uh, lot of diversity in this room now. <laughs> yeah. Good. Good. Uh, so. For me, uh, I'm new. I'm new to this city. You could probably tell that uh, from my cowboy boots and how much I'm enjoying summer here in San Francisco. The ironic thing is, like, I'm from Indiana. I didn't even wear cowboy boots in Indiana. I bought these right before I left. Like, <laughs> these are going to help me fit in. So <laughs> one thing about me, a lot of people know uh, after they get to know me for a few minutes, I spent a lot of time in China. 
Uh, so I was there for like seven years, and it really mixed me up a lot. Uh, and speaking about diversity, one thing that is kind of fun and special about the Chinese is they have their own, their own special brand of racism there. Uh, you, you, know, you know it's quite special when uh, you as a white person feel it. You're like, oh man. These guys are racist. They have like, it's, it's okay, they're really like nice people, but they have, uh, it just really comes out of ignorance, really, you know? So all the time I would be asked like, hey, you know, uh, where are you from? I'll go ahead and translate this into English for you guys. You'll understand a little better. Like, where are you from? And I'm like, I know where this is going because I, I get asked this every day. I'm like, I'm from America. And he's like, you know, you don't look American. I'm like, yeah, 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 because uh, because I don't have blonde hair and blue eyes. He's like, yes, yes, that's right. You don't have blonde hair and blue eyes. And I say, uh, yeah, man, I think, you know, I think you're thinking of Sweden. Um, <laughs> like, that I don't know if you know much about America. Like, it's, it's supposedly an immigrant country. We all look very different, which kind of blows my mind because if you spend any time there, you know that Chinese people are gaga for the NBA. They love watching basketball. I mean, any any 14-year-old Wang Zhang or Lee with a degree in engineering can use a little bit of the Pythagorean theorem and bounce the satellite signals off the atmosphere and they get like NBA games direct through the firewall like into their dorm rooms, right? So I asked him, I was like, well, like, you know, where do you think we get all of these basketball players that are not white? You know, you have to think about this a little bit. So, uh, yeah, so uh, <laughs> good old uh, Euclidean geometry humor, right? Uh, <laughs> yeah, the Pythagorean theorem, man, that's a hilarious one. I really love that one. You know? So um, other things that I have is um, I recently, uh, how much time did I go through, by the way? Uh, almost three minutes. Almost three minutes. You know what? That's the bit I wanted to work on. That's, that's right here. Yeah, all, uh, all five of you. Thanks. Yeah, before I go into another thing. Uh, I like the I like the bit when you're like I didn't even wear these in Indiana I just bought them mm -hmm. I thought I thought it'd be funny if you ended with I just bought them to fuck with people because it doesn't really make sense when you're like I bought them to fit in right no that or, I mean sense. I guess yeah. I guess I see the irony but uh, people tend to laugh at like sort of like being kind of mean like that so you'd be like yeah, I just bought them just to fuck with people because it's pretty funny um, I would stay away from making fun of Asian people's names just generally you could lose you could just lose a room immediately with that I think kind of that's shit. a really good point yeah I got that from literally uh, uh, I got that from uh, Chinggis Khan although I'm not Chinggis Khan so I right. probably cannot say that right yeah yeah I would just play some defense and just not do like yeah yeah, yeah. Just, that's just a way to look loser immediately and uh, if you're going to say stuff about Chinese people which I'm totally for I think one, I think one way to cheat is instead of saying like Chinese people are like this you say like I ran into a Chinese woman and then say the same shit that's good and then that's just good. as if you were telling a story but you can be equally as racist and broad and general as it and 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 bad actually but uh, people will like it i think that's maybe. good so right. i can take that and just make it about the one just say you met just one person yeah person. and then like it's still kind of racist but like you can again just as far as like not losing rooms immediately uh, that's what i that's very what I helpful yeah. very helpful thank you um i think you do some misdirection in your nba part mm -hmm. right like so you're talking about people love the nba where do you think these players come from you do like obviously croatia like do some misdirection in there okay okay 
only thing I'll say is the moment you said Chinese people are racist, in in the next ten seconds I was looking for an answer on how they're racist, and it took it took a bit of time. Took too much time to get and there. Yeah, and, oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, I think the, I think the same thing. I think your points are are good. It just takes a long. The setup's a long. Sure. Okay. So, setup's long. I also want to know why are you in China? Like, so you know, it's like I, I spent time in China. I was teaching. Yeah, Just yeah, one that's good. So we don't understand why you're there. Just With, uh, it up a that's helpful. That's helpful. Thanks. Yeah. I also feel like when you went saying, because like the person, it started off by like that person saying like you looked like a Nazi pretty much. Like that's their stereotypical view of an American citizen. Uh huh. Right? I felt like it's a very weird transition going from that to the NBA. You know, so like maybe you want, might want to do baseball because a lot of baseball players are white. You know, but then they have the, uh, you know. The diversity there where it's like yeah that's something i need to work on because that's what was so confusing to me i was like how do you not know that america is like this when you guys love the nba so much they're they're just gaga for it everywhere that you go people are watching it uh although that might not work for certain places because not everybody knows that so i'm gonna have to build that in more okay that's good that's good thanks thanks great is that it oh thank you All right, guys, your next comic. Uh, Host an open mic over at the Iron and Gold on Wednesdays. Give it up for Hunter Uniac. I love the enthusiasm in the room, guys. Just as dead as I am inside. (laughs) Fuck yes. Fuck yes. Speaking of dead people, I've been um, seeing a lot of posts, like, you know, the fires going on. Like, everybody's posting, like, uh, so-and-so, Mark's safe. You know what I mean? And as soon as that pops up, like, my first question, my first thought in my head isn't good. It's, oh, you moved, you know? (laughs) It's weird though. It's weird. So that's why now what I'm gonna do is like whenever there's like a natural disaster, I'm gonna mark myself as safe. You know, like with those Taiwanese boys marked in the cave, I marked myself as safe. You know, just just to feel left in. You know, it's gonna be great. That's how I'm gonna f- uh, fake all my friends that I like travel. You know, it'll be fun. It'll be fun. I'm um, gonna talk about some controversial shit. I um, I think breakfast cereal is the worst um, invention of mankind ever. All right, just fuck you. All right, you don't like this, leave the fucking room, Annette. <laughs> I know, I know. Oh no, I just fucking hate it, dude. It does, it, like, it shits on my favorite part of the day, which is breakfast. You know what I mean? This is how I know breakfast cereal is not worthy of breakfast. If you have, brec- if you have like, an omelet at midnight, you had a great fucking night. But if you have cereal at midnight, you're fucking depressed. You know? I've never seen somebody at a restaurant go up to the server and go, excuse me, sir. I don't know what to choose from. Should I get the French omelet or the Fruit Loops? You know? So with so much I love breakfast, I um, hooked up with a girl at my place like maybe a week ago. And um, after the act, I was making her omelets. She had, my, she had her omelet, you know? I made mine. She ate my fucking omelet. No. Yeah, that bitch had to order an Uber ride at one o'clock in the morning. I'm not fucking around. She did not spend the night. It was insane. Like, I could have made, you know, I had everything ready. You know, I had the eggs. I had the mushrooms, the garlic, the thyme, the spinach, the mozzarella cheese. I know you guys are going, ooh, that's delicious. No, that's the bare fucking minimum, guys. All right? That's why breakfast cereal is the fucking spawn of Satan in my eyes. It is. This is, I'm just venting on shit, guys. I fucking hate breakfast. Um, what else, guys? I um, did a lot of thinking last night. I realized I'm actually the same age right now that my dad was when he had me. 
fucking crazy, right? 24. And I don't really like, like my dad. You know what I mean? And it's like, well, as soon as I thought that in my head, because like I live by myself. I have a hobby that's supposedly fulfilling, but also soul crushing at the same time. You know, like, I'm not a fucking failure, guys. I'm not a failure. I'm not a failure. He's fucking wrong. Not a failure. Not a failure. Not a failure. You don't like, fuck you. You, you, you like breakfast cereal. <laughs> no, but I'm not a fucking failure, and I love it. But then I realized that, like, he was raised Catholic, so, like, you're supposed to have as many kids as young as possible, and I'm an atheist. So, like, you know, you're supposed Darwinism. I'm still a fucking failure in Darwin's eyes, guys. I still am. No, oh, no, I should have worded that differently. I should have, though. What else, guys? What else? I, um... Dad stole a toilet. That's fun. Yeah, I fucked up that uh, intro. My dad stole a toilet, guys. He brought it home, you know, in the bed of his truck like it was a fucking puppy. You know, it's like, surprise, guys. It's half um, French bidet and half fucking um, golden latrine, you know? Best part is, we don't have to potty train it. It's insane, though, yeah. It is, though. He um, stole a toilet. You guys know. I'm fucking go with the rest of this. Stole a toilet. You know, asked me to put it in the bed of his backyard. Backyard. As soon as the bottom of that toilet touched the tallest blade of grass in my backyard, I uh, officially became white trash. <laughs> you know? And I was looking around at this moment trying to memorize it. You know? And I saw the fucking pieces of wood, the two by four, the weights I haven't used since I was 16. Yeah, I'm already white trash, motherfucker. Sucks, though. I found, asked my dad recently why he stole the toilet. He told me this. The Kennedy shat in it. That's his fucking reason. That's his fucking reason. I mean, I get it. My dad's an Irish immigrant, so a safe word's practically JFK. Well, you know, a safe word's when you cut things short, so wouldn't it be Lee Harvey Oswald? Mm. Mm, okay. Too soon? All right. Yeah. But it's weird, though. Uh, I'll just end this. Ah, well, you guys know the end of that joke, so I'm just going to leave it there. Um, I like the the joke you started with. Um, I would, I, I would, well, the, just personally, I would like switch the order that you do it in because you say you're going to start marking yourself safe and that's how you're going to show people that you travel like i, I think it, i think if you wanted to turn into a one-liner or otherwise you just say i'm just going to start pretending like i travel or like you like, like i'm, I'm going to show my i'm going to pretend to my friends that i travel by marking myself safe in natural disasters like i think that's a pretty fun oh, joke. That's, yeah and then you can elaborate from there it's like oh like bro you were in thailand like yeah you know, like, yeah yeah dude like you know yeah i'll, I'll definitely try that yeah yeah, yeah. joke about the breakfast cereal and the, I think the punchline was you're depressed and I That's, think yeah and I think like you could present it in a different way because maybe people are depressed so you can be like I don't know don't miss that appointment with your shrink or something I don't know maybe not that direct I don't know okay I'm just trying here <laughs> no, I get it I get it it's weird that I'm sorry go on oh no go ahead yeah, I was gonna say it's weird that when you're in the bathroom depression just hit with you sunk with you you know <laughs> <laughs> just uh, I thought you were gonna circle back to the breakfast cereal. Like you made this woman an omelet. It wasn't even that good. Like she ate your omelet. The sex wasn't even that good. Like you should have had breakfast cereal. Now you understand what it's for. It's for like getting to kick people out of your apartment at one a.m. I thought you were gonna uh, go back to that. That's a, okay. That's a good like, thing. Yeah. It's for guests. Omelets are for me. <laughs> I just wanted you to name the depressing cereal. It's fucking all of them. <laughs> it would have been, I think one more specific, and I think you always. Wait, I don't. Oh, I forgot to use this tag. I'm gonna say you're probably gonna hate it anyways. Like, I think it's really sad to start off your morning with gunks of food in your milk. <laughs> That's solid. Uh, and you should always high five the host. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, I gotta give her one. Yeah, yeah. I don't want it. Oh. 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 Damn. Welcome to comedy. Just constant emotional abuse. Uh, you guys, your next comic. We got a lot of mononyms today. Uh, please make it loud for Tashar. <laughs> Thanks, guys. A little bit about myself. Growing up in India as a... Uh, I didn't get laid very much growing up in India, you know, as a kid. Um, <laughs> actually, until Tinder came out. So I opened the app for the first time. And I'm like, all these women, they want to date me? And then I just swiped right on everybody. And I figured out only one of them wanted to date me. And it was pretty amazing for about 15 days because on day 16, she takes me to this house that she's just bought, you know, for the both of us. And I just wasn't looking to start a family yet, you know, because I didn't want to make more of me right now. I don't think the world needs that. So that ended quickly. But after that, Tinder updated their branding in India. And, and, and they realized that it was not a dating app. It was an arranged marriage app. And after that, Everything made sense. Um, you know, commitment is a weird thing because this one time this American chick hit on me and what she didn't know about that was when you get hit on as an Indian guy by an American chick, you're already in a relationship, right? Like she hadn't heard that Mark Twain quote which goes like, to hit on an Indian guy is the beginning of a lifelong romance. You know, she'd never heard that. Um, so we started dating, and we've been dating for about seven years now. Uh, we moved to the US recently. And one day, I received this letter. And the letter told me that I had been um, rejected my visa. So I took that letter. I went to my girlfriend. I said, baby, looks like I'm going to have to leave the country now. And she just sits there, and she looks at the letter, and she says, well, why don't we get married? And I'm like, wait. Fuck yeah. Yeah, 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 that, yeah, sure. That's a great idea. Thank you so much. I mean, I really appreciate you thinking like that. Um, so I got married really quickly. I love my wife. Um, right the other day, she came home after a long day. And I'm just jumping in happiness. I love you so much. Thanks for coming so soon from the office. And she says, I feel it so deeply, especially when you do the dishes. Um, I love her a lot. Um, so. I got married so fast that my mom and dad, they could never make it to the wedding. So now they want a gazillion dollar Indian wedding. You know? And I just can't afford that because I spend on things which are more long term, you know, like Uber Eats <laughs> or brunch or um, ski trips to Tahoe or Bitcoin when it was $20,000. Um, anyway, so this, um, this one time, I have a very weird relationship with my mom anyway, because this one time she walked in on me as I was, you know, crowning the king um, in my bedroom under the blanket, you know, crowning the king. Um, and I realized that as, as the ceremonies came to an end, I was obviously experiencing great pleasure, but a part of me had spotted my mom in the corner of the room. So she walks up to me and she hands me this plate of dinner she's holding and she says one word, eat. And I take the plate, and it was the best Indian food I've ever had all my life. And that's when I also learned that you can have Indian food with your left hand. Thanks, guys. That's uh <laughs> Thank you for the follow-up clap. 
<laughs> yeah, on the uh, crowning the king thing, uh-huh. I've heard you say it like once or twice. I always think you're pooping. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, because like you're crowning and king throne, you know, the bathroom oh, over there. Oh, wow, that is so yeah, interesting. So, like, just, okay. I changed the euphemism, you know? Okay. Sounds great. Or like if everyone thinks it's pooping and if that's like an Indian euphemism, you can play off that. Like, crying of the king, you it's know what not. I'm talking about. Oh, no, you're just making it up. Yeah. Oh, okay. Wow, okay. Maybe. <laughs> I've been making that joke for three days now. I didn't know it sounded like pooping at all. That's really great. Okay. What else? I think you're onto something with the Mark Twain quote, but if you quoted something known from Mark Twain first and then followed up with like and and, and everybody in India knows this one this right. quote i think that that would hit help harder. us relate yeah it would hit harder okay. help us relate to a quote that mark twain of course okay. would have never said sounds great thank you this has nothing to do with um jokes but like chewing gum on stage yeah. is kind of a big no-no you know yeah it's like you can't enunciate as much as i've seen you do that joke with much more enunciation passion, passion. Yeah, yeah. Then yeah thanks man i appreciate it um, I think there's something there in your, uh, like, in how fast you want to get married and how, uh-huh. like, a girl says hi to you and you're, like, oh, planning the engagement. Yeah. Um, I wonder if you could do something with, like, you know, women in America always complain about fuck boys. Yeah. You know, and you're, like, an altar, no, what's it called? A groomsman or whatever. Right. Some kind of marriage term. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, And I think you can go into that more, like, actually play out the scenario in which this American chick hits on you and uh-huh. she's, like, hey, how are you doing? And you're, like you know uh engaged like you just try to hit it like lock it up immediately okay yeah that's really good i've been working on this bit about how you know a lot of uh, american chicks complain about or just chicks complain about there not being enough men or men you can rely on and i'm like why don't you just marry an indian guy kind of thing i don't know (laughs) because we're right here you know waiting to get married (laughs) yeah 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 that works Yo, give it up for Tashar, guys. Uh, your next comic has impeccable timing. Just walked in the door in time for his set. Give it up for Paul Conyers. Yeah. Uh, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> hey, buddy, I don't go to where you mic and knock the mic at. What's up, guys? Uh, I, I, uh, I had a good weekend. I got to visit my mom. Which was nice. Um, some of you guys know this. Yeah, for her. Some of you guys know this, uh, but my mom is blind. And I mean, like, for realsies. A lot of people, when I tell people that she's blind, they, they don't believe me or they think I'm speaking in, like, a euphemism. They go, like, oh, do you mean, like, blind to the systemic injustices of our culture? And I'm like, no, I mean she can't see with her eyes. You're thinking of an asshole. <laughs> That's... <laughs> That is what you are t- thinking of. But thank you for making a judgment on my mom so quickly. Uh, also, by the way, like this chick grew up in Berkeley in the 60s, was one of the original bra burners, and literally doesn't see color. <laughs> she is woke as fuck, so relax. People ask me a lot of very odd questions about my mom. One specifically that I get over and over is, uh, hey, how does she know when to stop wiping? And uh, I don't know. She's never told me. Please stop asking. You know, if she if she tells me, I'll be the first to tweet it out. But I'll for now, I'm gonna let that conversation happen organically. You know, maybe one day we'll be eating Del Taco, and I'll bring up Quilted Northern. She's like, you know, by the way. But you know, for now, let's let sleeping dogs lie. Um, yeah, people uh, people are, are much more fascinated about 
um, my blind mom than I am just because it's been, you know, it's been normal my whole life, you know, but things that happened to me would probably stand out to other people. Like, for example, I knew having a blind mom, I knew that every Christmas I was going to unwrap some of my own shit. <laughs> you know, it just, it happened. She hid the Christmas presents in the laundry room. So you know, there was bound to be some repeats. Uh, and, uh, you know, I, you, you play along because you feel bad. You're like, wow, thanks, mom. It's just what I have, you know, and she's all excited. Like, yeah, Santa came. I'm like, what, to my school? This is my PE shirt. <laughs> Been running laps for weeks. Um, did you guys uh, Did you guys know that last, uh, a week ago tonight, uh, Tommy Laren was in our fair city? Tommy Laren was in San Francisco. If you guys don't know uh, who Tommy Laren is, she's like, just imagine if like lightning struck Alex Jones's sex doll and it just came came on uh yeah that's pretty much it like i i wonder if they'll ever like you know because a lot of girls want to have like dolls made of them but i wonder if that ever happened to her you would just see it at target and you're like why did mattel make a unite the right barbie like what <laughs> push to talk let's go shopping and support separation at the border like i don't know about that <laughs> moving on yeah, she uh, she was in San Francisco on Monday. So if you felt like an unnatural chill in the air, that's what that's what that was. It's like, I, yeah, I don't believe in demons, but I 100% believe in dementors, and I think we had one. Does anyone know how to cast a Patronus? Um, she tweeted. She tweeted. Uh, something she saw she was like well it's my first day in san francisco and i just saw a homeless man snorting cocaine off the street so sad what this city has become i was like hey bitch if you don't like to see the sights stay the fuck out of the city you know this is that's our thing you know i don't go to philadelphia what's with all the cheesesteaks no that's what we have to offer um all right, I got a minute left. You know what? I, I like uh, I like rap music. Um, yeah, some don't. You know, I, I probably I probably like about as much as James does. Let's be honest. Uh, no, I mean some. Yeah, if it was if it was on a now CD between like '98 and '05, I pretty much fucked with it. You know, I bumped it pretty hard. I like rap. Um, sometimes they speak kind of hyperbolically. You know, like I was listening to one song that I really like and they had, you know, sometimes a lot of those intros where the rappers talk before they start singing, and it was like hip hop 101 rap game the hardest nine to five you will ever have and i was like really like i didn't even know you guys were hourly first of all you know but i could that's weird to like imagine 50 like walking into work every day and seeing the secretary like good morning bitch you know curtis get your ass in my office right now you failed a drug test we didn't find one drug in your system what the fuck are you playing at here's some scissor uh all right that's all i got thanks guys I just want to say my neck hurts when I watch you. Okay. I, I, ooh. What's up, Paul? Um, hey, James. I like the blind mom stuff a lot. Um, I will say the you unwrapping your own shit that you already had, that was a bit confusing to me. Um, I just, when you first said it, I just didn't really get... I don't know what about it was confusing at first. Um but maybe just clarify a little bit you wrote it so <laughs> okay but i see what I see, you're basically saying like the the shit was in the laundry room and she'd like take the shit out of the dryer and like basically think it was yeah um i used to say uh 
like when I say she's blind, I mean she would do things like run into coffee tables and accidentally wrap the laundry up as Christmas presents. Is that a little more clear? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. I was toying with the with the new way. Yeah. Right. Hey, but really good jokes though, and nice work just in general. And, Thanks. And good work with just how everything is going with you. Uh, what do you think of my comedy journey specifically? <laughs> okay. All right. Thank you. Yo, your next comic, uh, I can't read all of the letters in his name, but it's something like Cyrus H? Is that me? Is that you? Oh, Give it up for maybe Cyrus. Maybe Cyrus. <laughs> that wasn't it. Cyrus? Cyrus? Cyrus. Oh, okay. I actually had a bit of my name, too, but uh, we'll be doing that today. <laughs> How's everyone doing? All right. Yeah. Happy yeah. time. Woo. I I kind of think uh, the advice don't drink and drive uh, is a bit presumptuous, right? Um, it sort of uh, assumes that the person who's drunk uh, is responsible, uh, right? Because like, if it is an advice for a sober person, it would just be don't drink, right? Um, but then you <coughs> expect the person who's drunk to like not drive. Um, and uh, I thought about it, and I feel like... Uh, I'm actually pretty responsible when I'm drunk. In fact, I, 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 I like drunk me versus sober me, right? Because sober me is always uh, waiting for the next happy hour or like where the next house party is. Because drunk me is like thinking about work next day. Uh, he's making sure I drink water so that I'm not <laughs> like hung over for work next day, right? Um, I, uh, I'll give you another example too. I feel like... Uh, I feel like sober me has a lot of problems. Like sober me uh, has a lot of problems. He, he doesn't have game with the ladies, right? Uh, sober me, he can't talk to women. Like, in fact, sober me is still thinking about uh, what he should have said to that woman uh, that he lays uh, eyes on at the bus stop 10 years ago. <laughs> uh, whereas drunk me though, like when drunk me finds a woman like checking him out at a bar, like drunk me is confident. Like, but drunk me is responsible too, right? Drunk me knows that the confidence he feels is not real. So he just goes home. <laughs> Drunk me is pretty responsible. Um, I don't know if you guys like traveling. Uh, I just got back from a trip uh, to Europe. Uh, I, I live in America now, and my folks are in India. So uh, it, was, uh, it, was, it was nice to be closer to them. Like uh, Europe is closer uh, to India. Uh, the, the favorable time difference uh, helped, uh, helped out a lot. Like I was really chatting with them the every, every day. Um, like the first day, um, I uh, called them up, I uh, was face, FaceTiming with them, right? And I was by the Leaning Tower of Pizza. They were really excited. Uh, they were taking pictures of themselves, like screenshotting. Uh, by day two, they were really excited. Um, they got up and had their own continental breakfast and got ready uh, to go on the tour with me. Uh, by day three, as re I realized like my trip's gonna be really expensive because uh, they wanted all the lunches and, and dinner too. Um, but well, I, I really like traveling because uh, I think there's a lot of uh, uh, cultural differences that I like to observe, and uh, it's always interesting. Uh, I was at a thousand-year library, uh, thousand-year-old library in Europe, um, and it was really exciting to see uh, all the art from like Michelangelo and Bernini. And it was like, I was my first thought was like, this is a lot of culture, man. This is pretty insane. Uh, and then I realized uh, I was at the MoMA shortly before I left, and uh, I saw a bag of cat litter and a giant painting of the of the color pink. Um, and I was like, hmm, this is America's culture, right? Uh, but I also thought a lot about like um, 
good things about America. Um, like customer service, like Europe's version of customer service is basically self-service. Uh, uh, I was in the middle of a meal and uh, needed some water, so I asked the waiters for a cup of water and uh, she told me I could take the subway to the nearest supermarket and get my own bottle of water, um, which I thought was pretty strange because uh, you know here in America, like we really care about customer service, right? Uh, if you got a problem, like you basically find that company, you call them up, when you call them up, you know the whole company's gonna get shut down, right? Because uh, they have so many departments trying to help you out. Um, and you always need to like, make sure you get the right department. Um, so you, get, you answer a few pointed questions, uh, at which point they basically connect you to somebody and then you proceed to yell your problems at them and then it magically goes away. Uh, right after that you get a survey and then you could tell them like, hey, I don't really appreciate the service you gave me. Uh, well, that, that bit failed. Uh, okay, uh, I'll close with this though. Uh, my trip was pretty exciting. Like I was, uh, I was traveling every day. I was basically in a new city every other day. So I could really like not keep track of where I was. Um, in fact, I didn't even realize that I was back in America, you know? Uh, I saw the first fat person in a month and I was like, man, I'm home, baby. I'm home. I'm, I'm back in the land of opportunity, you know, the place where it's not illegal to like serve popcorn in a bucket. Uh, where all my food comes with sides and my side of fries comes with the side of fries. Uh, that's my time, guys. I just think because I, I've always had the same issues and people give me this feedback is I need to be clearer and enunciate just so people understand the context. And I think you were eating some of your words a little bit. That's all. Okay. Like when you color, you just said like color talk like you know I Got missed it. what you said. Got it. Yeah, speak slower. Yeah, I've heard that before. Yeah. This is the feedback for me, and uh, I think it would also be helpful that my setups were a little long, and I think if your setups were a little shorter, I think that you had definitely some real gems hidden in there somewhere. But if you found a way to get to them faster and or set them up differently and exactly with a bit more communication or detail or just uh, so that we could understand it better, we would we would know where you're going and it would work. Got it, okay, thank you. Yeah, just uh, going off that, something that uh, another comic taught me was um, type it out, type your bit, and then highlight where the joke is. And if you see big white gaps between where your jokes are, then you know you know you need to trim a little bit. You did it, there was a lot of setup, and uh, yeah, uh, trust the audience. You don't have to paint like the whole picture. That's something that I have to work Got on it. too. But yeah, just trust the audience. Like they'll just give them the meat, and they'll they'll figure out the rest. Awesome, appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. Good job. All right, guys, we're down to your final comic of the evening. Please make it loud for James Moira. Hello, good friends. How are we? We're doing well. Doing well, man. Um, so a, a funny thing happens to me after some shows sometimes because uh, I have a lot of like racial confusion stuff in my act. Black people come up and they're like, yo, just so you know, like, you black, all right? Like, just so you know, like, you, like, just even though you're half, you're, you black. And I'm like, you know, I've always thought I was black, but you guys have really, y'all have really changed your tune <laughs> from the middle school days, man, because y'all, this was not the message you were sending in middle school. I remember um, when I was in middle school, I was, you know, rapping along to a Gucci main song, you know, nigga this, nigga that, nigga that. And uh, this one kid to Brian was like, 
I wouldn't say that, bro. And I was like, why? I was like, I'm, I'm black though. He's like, you black, but you ain't, you ain't black, black. And I was like, I didn't know I need two. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, 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 what does, th- what does three get me? You know what I mean? Um, but, uh, but yeah, dude, now it's all fucking, I mean, yeah, I wasn't, you know, I, I was just barely on the team in middle school on team, team Negro, I guess would be called or something. I don't know. But I was barely, I was just barely on the team, you know, like if, if black people were a basketball team, like I was at that 14th roster spot. You know what I mean? Like I was that I was that one white dude at the end of the bench that you're like, does that dude play? Is that <laughs> like his only contribution is just freaking out when someone gets dunked on? You know what I mean? Like that dude like that dude, that dude waving the towel like that was me. But um, but it's all fucking hunky dory kumbaya. I I don't know. I think you know what I think it was. I think it was Obama, dude. I think it was Obama. I think I think he opened the floodgates for all the mulatto brothers to join to join the team, right? Cause they were like, they, they were like, we, you know, we've been taking some L's. Like we want, we want this guy. I'm, that that must've been a tough decision. Right. Cause they're like, if we let this dude in, we have to let in all these flannel wearing bitches over here. Like it was like, it was like, you know, when you invite that one hot girl to the party and she's like, can my friends come? And you're like, fuck dude. Like, I really do want to fuck you, but I do hate your friends. Um, anyway. All right. I think that was, I think that was it. Um, I'm dating. I got a girlfriend, huh? Got a girlfriend as of. Yeah, they're pretty. They're pretty sweet. You should you should try one out. Um, she's a rich white girl named Julia. It's pretty tight. Uh, my ex girlfriend of three and a half years before that was a rich white girl named Julia. It's been a very easy transition. Very smooth. <laughs> very very smooth transition for me. Um, I feel like an athlete that just like a one year off season, just putting the pads right back on. You know what I mean? The muscle memory is all there. Um, she, uh, she's a great girl. She's the first girl I've dated. I probably can't use her real, I probably should stop using her first name. Uh, but she's the first girl I've dated that likes being choked during sex. She's been asking uh, for that. I was reluctant at first, right? Um, choking a white girl still feels a little illegal. <laughs> You're like, are we there? You're like, you know, I know we elected a black dude, but like, I don't know if we're there quite yet, Julia. You know what I mean? <laughs> She was like, uh, she was like, baby, it's fine. I'm like, I'm not worried about your safety. I'm worried about mine. You know what I mean? Like, are they gonna come for me? Um, other things that have been tough to get used to are, you know, dirty talk used to sound like, oh yeah, baby, like fuck me harder. Now it's like, oh yeah, baby, fuck me. <laughs> it's like, it's like I, I don't, I don't want to feel like fucking a chipmunk. You know what I mean? Um, but, uh, but yeah, dude, uh, she's been the first girl whose name I've been comfortable saying during sex. Uh, since Julia, Julia's the first girl whose name I'm comfortable saying. Because I, I, I always used to be scared that I would yell at Julia when I'm fucking some other girl whose name isn't Julia. Um, what's interesting is I actually actually did yell Julia's name uh, while I was fucking Julia, uh, but Julia had no idea. And that, and that's because she was losing consciousness. Uh, there we go. All right, that's been it for me. Thanks, guys. Thank you so much. If it would have feedback, fam. Really good bit, I think. Um, I I was gonna say something, but it, it's keeping my mind. I'm gonna recount. Okay. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Then I will continue the praise. Uh, there was a lot of great stuff there. I Thank really you. enjoyed that a lot. It didn't feel so much that you were working. It felt like something that would is really, really like ready to be delivered. Um, did anybody else catch like I thought it would have been pretty funny, or maybe it, you guys feel it would be too obvious? Like Julia is the only second person I felt comfortable saying her name during sex. The first person was Julia because it ties oh, back yeah, to like yeah, yeah. Is Julia, Julia. Right. Since they're the same person, uh, I, I I thought that that 
might be a potential opportunity. I feel that, yeah. Thanks. Didn't, wasn't there like a, a movie called Julia and Julia or something like that? Was there? I don't know. It was a cooking thing or something. With Julia, it was about Julia Childs or something? Hmm. I don't know, but I can look that up. All right. That would be a nice little... I have no idea what you can do reference. with that information, but that just that just occurred to me. Um, I thought you were gonna. Uh, it was all all really good. Uh, that, but I, I thought when you were like, yeah, it's all honky dory now. When you're talking about you know being accepted oh, as a black yeah. guy, that's the whitest thing that anyone oh, yeah, say. Yeah. So I yeah. thought you'd yeah, be like, yeah. Wait, oh, I think I lost it again or something. You know, <laughs> when you say honky dory, but that, that's funny. That's funny that anytime I talk about like my racial identity, I say something like that just by by itself. Yeah. And then someone's always like, dude, you should point out how you just said like the whitest thing ever while right. you're talking about me. I was like, all right, true. Yeah. Thanks, man. Uh, other than that, I, I don't, I, I don't think I was listening. I thought I was like experiencing. It was transcendent. And, <laughs> I, and uh, my feedback for you is uh, get more storage uh, on your calendar app because it's going to be filling up pretty quickly. Okay. Um, wow. yeah, I remember the chipmunk thing. I think yeah. the follow-ups can be even more stronger. You know how you, right. you want to maybe... Yeah, did, that doesn't really sound like a chip. What does that sound like? Because... Gollum. Gollum? Oh, yeah. dude. A duck? Oh. A duck? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you do that voice? Can you do Gollum? I mean, I, I guess I... No, I can't really, but... Or maybe like it's like trying to hang... It's actually kind of easy to work. My, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's like trying to have that sex with hurts. someone who just hanged themselves or like trying to hang themselves. I don't Ooh. know. <laughs> Any voice you could do, I, I agree that would be a really fun setup. Be a fun the more set. that they sound like, like Gollum, play, the better of a job you're doing. Yeah. Well, even yeah. even whatever voice you're comfortable with, like if you stayed in that moment a little longer and had opportunity for like some physical comedy, I think you could really pull that off. Word. Where is she from? Where is Julia from? Santa Barbara. <laughs> I'm just spilling her, <laughs> spilling all her shit on the for our 45,000 active listeners. What's do a Santa Barbara? What's up? Oh, well, she just sounds white, yeah, normal, but you guys will probably meet her soon, and I feel like I've, to I've told you guys far too much about her, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, you like being choked during sex, huh? Yeah. Is that cool, Annette, as like, is it, is it cool, like, should I make up? Should I speak for women, or as Yeah, like can you speak for your gender? Like, is it cool that I'm like outing? A successful relationship and talked about him on stage, who are you, in what guys are you asking me? Like, is it cool? Is that even a cool thing to be revealing about her? Uh, does she give a shit? I'll just ask. I guess I'll ask her. <laughs> so you're saying I should speak with her about it. Okay. Yes. I oh. say speak with her. Wow. Okay. Cool. Thanks, guys. Yo, give it up for James and give it up for yourselves. Uh, thank you so much for coming to Joke Workshop. We will see you next Monday. Have a good one. Put it down when they ever get more.
everyone. Welcome to Women's Magazine here at MutinyRadio.fm. Fucking San Francisco. Merry fucking Christmas. This is Free Speech Radio. I don't swear that often, even though I could. But you know what? Hey, you know what? It's the holidays, so tis the season. I'm going to play you some music today. I'm going to be playing them pretty much uh, all day here on Women's Magazine and also on Common Thread Collective. This is off of a really cool album, a holiday album from a local brass trio called Lip Service. Um, headed up by trumpeteer Aaron Priscorn and friends uh, Audra Loveland on French horn, which is a very tricky instrument to play. It's one of those loopy ones. And Matthew de Pesquale. So uh, here we go. The Lip Service Brass Trio Halliday album. Um, Carol of the Bells, of course. Bell Carol. I'll be right back. This is Global Val, by the way. Merry fucking Christmas.
You're listening to MutinyRadio.fm. I'm David Stolowitz. Welcome to Getting Sketchy, weekly workshop time for free here in the Deep Mission District, where nobody will find you. <laughs> I'm here in the studio performance space with Faco, legendary South Bay comedian, storyteller, improver, musician. He does it all, folks. We're, we're going to be here for the next two hours, working on lots of different stuff, being all productive and shit. Please join us, and uh, I'll get some music going for you. Stay tuned.
sleep. Can you hear me? Hello, hello. Uh-oh. Mic problems, that's not cool. Well, I better figure that out. One, two, one, two. Mic check, mic check, all right. Mic check, one, two, one, two. Mic check, one, two, one, two. Mic check. Mic check, one, 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 two, 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 two. Three? Yeah, four. Five, six, seven, eight,
Mic check. One, two, one, two. Mic check. Okay. I thought she cared. Mic check. One, two, three, four, what five. What did she do or say that gave you that impression? The way she talked to me. Whoa! It's mild. Hello, 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 hello. There we go. Mutiny Radio, Mutiny Radio. Hello again? All right, yeah, that's better. I guess it got unplugged or something. Anyway. You missed my whole beautiful self-serving story! But that's a good topic for today. Let's talk storytelling. Baco, you want to join me? All right. Not yet. Here. Uh, what am I? Hello. Hello. Yeah, that's it. Okay. I'm here. Good deal. Yeah, man. Let's talk about it. Dude. All right. Let me turn that down just a bit. I mean, you could talk about this as comedy in a way right now. It is. It is. Is the mic working? Right? Yeah. So in comedy, you know, you can find it in every situation. Um, storytelling is a little bit different, though. Nicole Tran, um, she hit me up the other day. We met at Morgan Hill Library. We're going over it. And uh, with storytelling shows, the aim is not necessarily to be funny. That could be helpful, but only if it focuses on your story and your theme. If it distracts from it, even if you get laughs, the storytellers in charge will say, hey, hey, this isn't for comedy. Knock it off. Which is what happened to me the other night at Sweet Bar Bakery in Oakland. Um, so I was supposed to judge for uh, Story Slam Oakland, Julie Soler's show, uh, which is once a month. And um, I was totally pumped. I was looking forward to it. She had said, be there at 7. And that was like when my car started dying. So I had to arrange to pick up my dad's car to replace it. And uh, he wasn't going to be home until a certain time. And then on top of it, there was all this traffic on the freeway. By the time I got the car in Santa Clara and headed up to Oakland, there were two accidents on the 880. Right. So I missed half the show and I lost the judge seat. She sent somebody else up. Luckily, though, I did get called into the open mic. So she drew my name from the hat. I was like the fourth open micer. And I went up to do a five-minute set. And, uh, you know, the theme was Love Bites, so I had plenty of material. But during my set, I got into really dark places, just getting things off my chest, which felt good. It's different. Like, at the end of a story set, you don't necessarily feel the elated high of comedy, but it's more just like a quiet relief. Like, I've been heard. Thank God. And you, you do feel better, though. It calms your, your nerves. It gets rid of stress. But I had been going into a comedy set in the middle because I was covering all this heavy stuff. And I guess I just started feeling like, oh, I'm getting too dark. I need to lighten it with some comedy. But even though it was kind of gay related, it wasn't really about me and Og and the subject material. So I got called out for that. Now, Faco, you know about the moth, right? I've heard about the storytelling, yes, the series. The Moth is the biggest and probably the most popular storytelling podcast in the nation. Um, it's based out of San Francisco, but they have a satellite in Oakland, Berkeley, too. Um, the guy that runs it is Corey Rosen. Nice Jewish name. Uh, <laughs> I might be distantly related to him, even. I have a Rosen in my background. Oh, oh. Yeah. Woo. 
At first, I thought he was my fourth cousin, but that was a different Corey Rosen, who was gay in the closet and decided the way to deal with this was to join the Israeli armed forces. <laughs> Good <laughs> luck, cousin Corey. Get out of this situation. Yeah. Nobody will think I'm gay now. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hit the showers, guys. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Okay, all right. So, so yeah, um, when you do storytelling, comedy is incidental, not critical. So, that's the first lesson, especially for comedians. If you get invited to a storytelling show or you have the opportunity, you can do a funny story, but you do not have to. The, the point is to be interesting. So, you may be... You may make people laugh. You may make people cry. Yeah, I mean, you could go totally sad. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Uh, and that's valid. That's still valid. You know what I'm saying? One of my criticisms I got first few years of comedy was that I wasn't doing comedy. I was doing storytelling. So in the beginning, I was mixing them up. And people rightfully criticized me. That Kyle used to tell me, this is great, Stoll. Let's have some punchlines. <laughs> 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 so um, it was good to finally start to find some venues because... Art Boutique was really where I began doing storytelling. I could just feel it. I think I came there with maybe you and Zugnoni one night, and um, I just loved the place on principle because I'm into graphic novels anyway. I loved the feel of it, and then I just started going into stories. I, I started getting things off my chest. And I've been doing that at Woodham's, but it was distracting. And that's mm. how I got that reputation of being not that funny, even if I was interesting. So the two different aims, two different arts, don't try to force them together. That, oh. That's the first one. Do you get do you and do you feel like you like storytelling better or comedy stand up? Not better, but it's different. I like storytelling because it's a relief for me and I feel like there's things that I need to say and I don't always feel like wrapping them in jokes in order to get them across. Um, I've been told before, like in Santa Cruz, that you're funny when you want to be. And when I don't want to be funny, a storytelling set is great. 